part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Father, as we uh, begin this service, uh, Father, this morning as we sing songs to you, as we prepare our heart and our mind to receive your word this morning, to watch these parents and families make the step of commitment in their own life, Father, we truly believe that it is an act of worship, Father. It is us recognizing you as sovereign God, that you have not only a plan for our lives, but that you know us intimately, Father. You know us by name. And so, Father, we thank you today that we are not alone in this challenge of family, of parenting, of life, but, Father, that you have gathered around us, family and friends. And so, Father, this morning we worship you because you are the giver of all those things. Father, as we read in James that all good gifts flow from you, and we certainly are the recipients of good gifts this morning. So we love you, we thank you, and, Father, we give this service to you as we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It is good to see you this morning, and I'm so glad that you're here and worshiping with us this morning. And it is going to be a little bit different, really not a sermon, uh, as much as a kind of an explanation and then an opportunity for these that are making that commitment in their lives uh, to stand before you and for you then to, to stand with them in prayer. Over the years, I've done a lot of counseling, uh, pre-marriage counseling and then marriage counseling. And, and one of the things I always do, especially in the pre-marriage counseling, is I sit down with a couple and they're about to have that big day of the wedding, is to remind them that uh, as they come in, you know, that as Christians, they can be Christians that are married, but that the challenge of living out life is that every day they have to decide whether they want to really have a Christian marriage or not. And I would kind of say the same thing to all the parents and all the families here today. You know, two Christians who have a child or have children are Christian parents, but they have to continually commit themselves to that point of saying, okay, we really want a Christian home. Not not just have kind of Christian in name, but we really want to have a Christian home. We want Christ to be the center of all that we say and all that we do. Now, folks, we're not perfect, and we vary from that, and, and that's why we need that encouragement of other people around us. And so today, these parents that stand here with their children and, and family that is gathered with them, it's not that they're saying, okay, we're going to be perfect parents from this point on. That, that's impossible. That's why we need the grace of God. But what they are saying is, you know, as, as one who is a follower of Christ, I, I commit myself as best as I can. And I commit these children as best we can that we would raise them in, in the knowledge of Christ, that they would know the gospel that they would know this wonderful God who has given us his son so that we might have life with him eternally. It's not just a tradition, even though you could say that uh, they've been doing it for hundreds of years. We do go back in the Bible and we find out that uh, Jesus was presented. There was a time that Mary and Joseph, after he was born and and the allotted time, they they went and and they presented him. They did it publicly. And so this morning we're going to answer the question, you know, what is parent-child dedication? Because this may be the first time that you're kind of, you know, really experiencing that. Or maybe, you know, you've seen it before in other churches. Uh, every church may do it a little bit differently. But here it means three things to us. Number one, it is a time that we are presenting our children to the Lord publicly. Privately, we get that. But you know, sometimes we need to do things in public. It's amazing how we live in a world today where everybody says, you know, kind of keep your faith, kind of keep your religion, your beliefs, the intimacies of those things to yourself. And yet when we open up the Bible, that's not what it says at all. 
He says, no, this is, you're going to be a light in a darkened world. You know, the, the love of Christ, you're supposed to share that everywhere that you go. And so this morning, you know, these parents, as they stand there with little babies uh, up to young children, are saying, you know, well, we want to do this publicly. In the Bible, Luke chapter 2, verse 21 and 22, tells about Mary and Joseph, what we just talked about. It says, at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, and the name that given to him by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is according to the law of Moses. In other words, it wasn't just the tradition of man. This is something that God established. He, he said, look, I want you to make a public recognition that not only do you love these kids, that's kind of obvious. I mean, I mean, and all these years, I've never found somebody who didn't love their kids. But to say, okay, I publicly commit these children to the Lord. The second thing that we see there is the dedication that this child is a gift from God. And I think in those moments when we really can kind of isolate everything, we can say, yes, we realize that children are always a blessing from the Lord. It's not just something that we were owed, that these truly are gifts from God. And part of this dedication today is to recognize God's goodness in giving you the responsibility of children. There was a lady in the Bible, Bible and uh, she couldn't have children. And she prayed. She wanted children. She saw other ladies with children. And, and, and maybe you've experienced that in your own life. And it's one of those, what a heavy heart you have when that comes upon you. And you see others. And, and when you see other kids, it's almost like a, a longing in your own heart. And that's how it was with a lady in the Old Testament by the name of Hannah. And she desperately wanted a child. And so she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. And finally God answered the prayers of her heart and gave her a child. But I want you to notice what she says. It's in 1 Samuel, we see that, chapter 1, verse 11. It says, and she vowed a vow. In other words, she made a commitment, a verbal commitment with her mouth, and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant, and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a son, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. Now, that last little part was kind of a cultural thing. There was a, a group of people that were servants within the church, and they didn't cut their hair. That kind of set them apart. You see a guy with really, really long hair. You know, I said, okay, he may be part of this committed group that is there working for the Lord. But, but I want you to notice what she said. She goes, okay, in this desperation of desiring a child, she says, I promise, I promise, if you give me a child, I give him right back to you. Well, I want you to think about that. Have you ever been so desperate that you made a promise to God? <laughs> but then after God answered that promise and, 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 you know, fulfilled his part of it, you said, well, you know, what I meant by that was, and, and we kind of try to change gears a little bit. And in those moments of desperation, we, we're just clinging to the hope that God would bless us in such a way. Maybe it's with a job. God, if, if you give me a job, I will be a testimony to you on that job place. And, and so we, then he gives us a job and says, okay, you know, maybe I'll just carry my Bible with me, but I won't, really won't say anything out loud. And all of a sudden we want to kind of change the rules of this vow, this commitment. Well, I want you to notice that Hannah in her desperation made this deep vow. God, you, you bless, if you bless me with children, they are yours. Now, I know every parent has had that moment. <laughs> In, in both uh, the good way and in the bad way. God, these are your children. <laughs> but God blesses her with a son, and what does she do? Then the moment of truth. 
Then the real moment of truth, guys. I made this vow. I made this commitment. God, you fulfilled. You've given me this son. Now what do I do? And, and listen to this beautiful, beautiful prayer, this statement of her faith. She says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made of him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And, and that word lent doesn't mean, okay, you, you can kind of borrow this. No, I, I commit myself and I commit him to your service. That's what you're doing today, parents. And by the way, all the parents have, they were sent a copy of all of this. They're not going to stand up here this morning to make a vow or a commitment that they're unaware of. That would be like showing up for a wedding and finding out that you're the groom. And, and, and finding out that all of a sudden there's this, you know, a, a pledge to, you know, in sickness and in health, you know, rich or poor. And you never knew that that was going to be the commitment of the day. They prepared for this moment. They've looked over it. And, and in their hearts, by their attendance here today, they said, okay, I agree. This is what I want. Will we do it perfectly? No. But with God's grace and a family and a community around us, we will try to keep this commitment faithful until our dying days. That's what we see. And do you notice the last part of that verse? And he worshiped the Lord there. In other words, Samuel was the little boy that grew up and he he had a life of worship. Why? Because he knew that his life had great purpose. One of the great things about today that your children may or may not understand, we have some that are just months old. And I promise you, this is not going to be a memory that they have in their mind for the most part. But we sang a song a little bit earlier before. It's one of those songs that is kind of an older song. And a lot of times we sing songs and we don't even know what they mean. Did anybody remember that we sang up here this morning uh, to build an Ebenezer? Do you just remember? And how many of y'all were thinking Ebenezer Scrooge? I mean, honestly, you know, you're going, okay. It's, boy, how did the Christmas carol get in the midst of this? No, no, what that is in the Old Testament, when something significant spiritually happened in their life, they would build a, a, a testament to it, a remembrance to it. Sometimes God said, okay, I want you to take 12 stones. If you've ever heard of the church, 12 stone church. That, that's where they got their name, putting 12 stones on top so that when later in generations to come, as people would walk by there and say, why are those 12 stones there? They would say, this is the time that the Lord did this in our lives. It's to build kind of a memorial, if you want to say a remembrance so that when they would pass by, the kids would ask. The kids wouldn't know why there was 12 stones there. They, wouldn't, they don't even know what an Ebenezer is any more than you do. But that's where the parents come in and say, you know, that's a testimony. You know this picture or this little Bible that we got on that day that we dedicated ourselves to raising you? That's, that's when we pledged before holy God that we wanted to be a Christ-centered home. And that we were going to fail and we were going to lose our patience and we were going to mess it up a whole bunch. And that's why God's grace would be abundant and cover us. And that's when we made a commitment that we would be in a church family and be surrounded by our own physical family, our relatives, to help us in the commitment. That's what we do here today. There's one third thing that we see there in the scriptures. It's a dedication to raise your children in a Christ-centered home. Again, I cannot say this heavily enough. Any two Christians can have a baby and say, okay, we're Christians and and so we're hoping that he or she's going to be a Christian. It's a whole different thing to make a commitment and say, okay, we are striving every day to be a Christ-centered home. What is a Christ-centered home? Recognizing God's grace. Recognize that, that without 
Christ in your life, that you're going to be kind of what the Bible says, kind of with every wind, it's just going to be kind of tossed here and there, that Christ is this anchor. I mean, don't you need an anchor in your life? And who in here is the grandparents? Whether you're a grandparents of those that are making this commitment or you're just a grandparent today. Okay. Did you need an anchor when these kids that you're with today were growing up? Yeah. Because they tried you. Yeah. In fact, I'd love to hear some stories about Andy and different things like that. I'm sure I could get some good ones there. I know a lot of stories about Dustin, so I, you know, I don't even have to go too far about that. But you needed an anchor, folks. Life is tough. And the little girls that we see today, they're cute little babies, they're going to come home and they're going to have their heart broken because this guy who said that she was going to, you know, that y'all want to talk, I think that's what it's called today, go out, and all of a sudden decides that he likes somebody else. And she comes whining, crying home, brokenhearted. At times like that, you need an anchor for the soul. Not just all typical father approach. He wasn't good enough for you anyway. You know? I didn't like the guy very much anyway. You always have to be very careful about that because sometimes in the rebound, that guy comes back. And, and then you're on record of saying, I didn't like the guy anyway. You know? And, and your daughter will remind you of that. You know? Guys, life is tough. I don't have to convince you of that. You don't need a preacher to tell you that. We don't even need the Word of God to tell us. We know that because we're living it. What we need is an anchor for our soul. And God sent us Christ. He gave us an anchor for this turbulent world, the winds that go left and right. When the world begins to say the things that are up, they say, no, those things are down. The things that are down, they start calling up. I mean, we live in a crazy world. And many of you that are maybe, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, I never imagined that I would live in a world like this. Others growing up, you're younger than you're going, what a crazy world we live in. We need an anchor for our soul. And God has provided that. Today, these parents are making that commitment. They're, they're, they're going to be perfect parents now. And that they're going to be in church every week. I, I would hope so. Because I, I see the importance of that. But, but that's not going to happen. You know, that they're going to be here every week. What they're saying is, our home is going to be Christ-centered. And, and we're going to take the steps to make sure that our children, whether they are three months old, three years old, as they get to be 13 and 23 and 33, that, that they know that Christ is the center of our lives. And so with that in mind this morning, I, I want to invite in, uh, just the, the parents and the child uh, to come up this morning. And I've got three questions for you. Just make your way, and some can stand on that side, some can stand on this side. I wish we had kind of room for the, the whole families to come up. But, um, and I was supposed to line you up earlier in alphabetical order, and I didn't. So you just find a place, and I'll find you. And I probably will still go to you in alphabetical order, even though I'm kind of skipping uh, around a little bit. Guys, I sent out uh, a couple weeks ago, when we first started talking about this, uh, something called the parent-child dedication. It was about three pages worth of the things that we just covered. 
And you've looked over that, and, and I pray that the commitment of your heart today is that you're standing for those things. And that you understand that this is really hard to accomplish all this. And that's why you have family and you have a church family to stand with you today. But there was three questions on there. And I want you to today, if you are, this is the affirmation of your heart. If this you say, okay, I, this is our desire and we really do make a commitment toward this. Then when I ask this question that you can just respond and it would be great if you could kind of do that in unison. Just kind of if that's the commitment of your heart, we do. That you together with your spouse today would, would say, we make this commitment. So the first question, do you come trusting Christ with your child? And like Hannah, do you dedicate your child to God and to his service? Are you willing to oversee and actively lead in your child's exposure to the gospel and the beauty of God's word? In other words, are, are you going to show your child the beauty of his word and try to be diligent in sharing that word with your child? And do you make a commitment today? Are you willing to commit yourselves to personal holiness? See, Nusty, well, number one, he's asleep. In fact, that is the look that Dustin has almost every Sunday sitting right there. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't know what's going on, but you do. And so this is a commitment of your children to God, that they are a gift from God, that they very much, you want to raise them in a Christ-centered home. And that's the most personal part of the commitment. I promise you, this last one, guys, coming to know Jesus Christ, the day of your marriage, I promise you, this is third on that. I promise you it is. As far as earthly commitments that you make, a commitment to Christ, a commitment to your spouse, and today a commitment... I want to raise this child to know Christ. So with that in mind, are you willing to commit yourselves to personal holiness by trusting God's grace for your own forgiveness and your own maturing as parents? With that in mind, let me pray for you this morning. Father, we say simple words like I do and we do. And Father, in in one way they sound so simple just to say words. And yet, Father, I can remember 32 years ago saying I do. And it totally changed my life. All of a sudden, I had a wife. And all of a sudden, she had a husband. And we said words that we had to say in faith because we had no idea how things were going to turn out. We didn't know if it was going to be richer or poorer. We didn't know if it was going to be sickness or health. We had no idea. But in faith, we loved each other and we made a commitment to you that day and to each other. And Father, today, that's what these parents have done. They don't know what tomorrow holds, next year, next five years. But Father, they make a commitment as they hold their children today, not only to dedicate these children to you, but Father, that they would dedicate themselves to having a Christ-centered home. Father, I thank you for that verbal commitment, that something as simple as we do, when it's from the heart and it's made with that intention, Father, it changes our lives forever. So we love you and we thank you. Father, bless them. Bless these children, Father. 
But we may never know 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now what these children are doing. But Father, we pray that they will be Christ's followers and Father, that, that they will be used mightily in your kingdom, that you would raise them up to be pastors and teachers and workers, missionaries, and people that just have great influence for your kingdom in this world. Father, we thank you that simple words, rightly spoken, can carry the weight of commitment and change our lives forever. And we thank you that you've given us that opportunity this morning as we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, before you sit down, uh, I want want an opportunity for the families, all the families that are here today. uh, Thank you for coming out and being a part of this. Realize that by attending today and by their standing, they're going to need your help. They need that encouragement. They need that person in their life at times when they want to go left to say, no, you know, you need to go right here because the Bible says, or this is what God's will is for your life. And they need that not just in sermon form. They just need that as encouragement, as loving family around them. And so I promise you from this day forward, as they work, walk the imperfect life of a parent, they need you. And so here's my question to all the family members, relatives and family members and friends that gathered here today. And you don't have to say it if you don't mean it. Do you commit yourself that that as these parents make this vow and as they have uh, professed their declaration today that you stand with them, if you agree with that, that, that you will surround them with love and encouragement, biblical wisdom in the times of need, will you simply say today, I do. Church family, what a blessing for us today that we would have the opportunity to love on these families, not just with a breakfast this morning, not just with this service, but that week in, week out, we have the opportunity of loving on these kids back there in the nursery, uh, vacation, Bible school, all those kind of things. Do you as a church family today commit yourself to love on these families, to love on these kids, and do everything within your power to see that they become faithful Christ followers. If you make that agreement today, will you say, I do? Well, it's by that testimony that we just thank God for this love. Now, because I think my time limit's up with the babies, I'm going to do one more very, very important thing. It is so important to spend time with your children in the Word. It doesn't have to be every single night. It really probably is better sometimes when it's not just a scheduled thing, when it's just authentic. And so we're providing for you today a book that has some devotions. It's near and dear to my heart because it just has great Bible stories. And it is kind of a book built for guys because it has a lot of pictures in it. Okay? Guys like pictures. Okay? And so today, um, this is Hannah Abigail Crawford. And uh, we give you that as a gift and pray that, uh, yeah, isn't that something? How many here, when you had your kids, it was Polaroids? Yeah. And now they have these professional photographers that come in. And is that not just wonderful and precious? We love you guys. You have made Carly and I just feel at home here. We pray for you. We will continue to. We rejoice in the blessing of what God is doing in your life. Dustin, Melissa, love you guys. I've seen this guy grow up. 
it's kind of cool now to see him have children. And uh, what a blessing you are to me. And so, this Scarlett. <laughs> and this is little Dusty Davis. That's a good wrestling name, isn't it? Yeah. Dustin does like wrestling. So don't be surprised if one day you're entering the ring, Dusty Davis, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> but we love you. And as I told you before, we came up, the, the bookstore had one book short. And so I will deliver this week when it comes in your, your, your book, okay? So, so I will do that this week and, uh, so that you will have that in your home. Craig and Kristen. This is Caroline and Katie Grace. And again, we, we give you this book filled with Bible stories. And uh, so, the, Caroline, so that you can teach mom and dad all about uh, the, the love of Christ. And you can teach your little sister all about how much Christ loves you. Is that, is that going to be great? Yeah. Guys, Carly and I love you. You've made us feel welcome. You've made us feel like family. And we rejoice with you. When we look at you as a family and see what God is doing in your life, you're a blessing to us. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Nicholas and Lillian. I told Zach and Kelly today, I said, you know, guys, I know that a lot of the other ones are going to have the little babies. This means so much to me, guys. This means so much to me as a pastor that they would... uh, Nicholas has already trusted Christ as his Savior. He's already been baptized. But they they would say, you know, we want to make this standing today. We we want to commit ourselves. We want this line in the sand knowing that we've made this commitment to to be as faithful as we can, trusting God's grace. And so uh, I've got this for you and your sister. It's a little bit more advanced than uh, the other ones since y'all are a little bit older. And it's all about how every story in the Bible, from the beginning to the end, all center around Christ. And it will really help keep that devotion time Christ-centered as you read all those different stories. Sean and Carrie, this is Axel. And, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. If you saw his blue eyes up here, this can be a lady killer right here. This guy, yeah. Guys, um, again, love you, challenge you, uh, you know, to sit down and immerse yourselves in the beauty of God's Word and train these children just to to know that that all of life revolves around the beauty of Christ and this beauty of this gospel that he's given us. And I love you guys, and I'm so proud of you today of coming and being a part of this. Lauren and Greg. This is Camera. He's kind of the active one back here. He's all boy. And then Lila. And uh, again, a little bit more advanced since he's kind of getting a little bit older. And you can tell him those stories. And uh, to build this life on the centrality of Christ. And you're, you're a young Christian. Just got baptized months ago. And yet I've already seen in your life this desire, this thirst to live your life really centered on that. And I can't tell you what a blessing that has been for me as a pastor just to, to see that growth and that distraction. Not because all of a sudden, you know, somebody convinced you to do this. I can see from the inside out that God is just drawing you to him. And so I thank you. And I'm so proud that your family can stand with you today and be a part of this important day for y'all.
navigate some kids here. And last but not least, are you used to that with the W's? Kind of, you know, almost always being in a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I'm going to be the last guy. So, Well, Eden is a, a, what a blessing. And um, we've had the great privilege on, on some of these newborns to be there. Um, after they've been born a day or two later, and the, the joy on your face, just the, the blessing, I could tell that was just remarkable. Now, for Matt, the other one, he's going, okay, three weddings in the future. I'm the father of three daughters, okay. You, you better be putting the money back now. As, as a guy who's paying for the second wedding in two years, put it back now. Forget college. Just prepare for the weddings. But uh, guys, proud of you. And uh, uh, give you this book so that you can challenge your kids to grow them up in the wonderful Word of God, but to center that around Christ. Well, today you've heard their testimony, you've, you've seen their commitment, and uh, will you rejoice with them this morning by just uh, telling them how much you appreciate them? Yeah. I'm going to have a prayer. I'm going to let y'all be seated again. Y'all did remarkable. This is the first time that we haven't had dress flips and all kinds of stuff like that. So this y'all have done amazing. And we're going to sing this last song. It's going to be a song of commitment. And it's really a song that centers on the truth of, of, of Christian doctrine. We believe. We believe that Christ is the Son of God. And that's the commitment that they make today, that you join with them as family, friends, and as a church family And so as they come to to lead us this morning, uh, this will be our prayer of commitment. And then we're going to go home. And we're going to live this out. So would you stand this morning? I'm going to pray. And then we're going to end on this song. Now, before I do that, so I don't have to get your attention again, next Sunday, next Sunday, every one of you are invited back. Uh, But we're having a church picnic next Sunday. 11 o'clock, bring a side dish. We will have the meat. We'll have all the other stuff. But if you can bring side dishes, we're going to have a great picnic, just like we did at the beginning of the summer. We're going to close the summer out with a great picnic next week, 11 o'clock. And uh, hope that you're in, uh, you can make a point of being there. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you. And Father, as we go this morning, Father, we sing this song of commitment, Father, based on the truth that we know that we see in your word. And we join with these families. We join with moms and dads, uncles and aunts, grandparents, great-grandparents. And we say, these are the things that we want to impress upon our children. Not in some legalistic, traditional, formal way. We just want to live this out. We want them to know that God's Son who loves them is a loving Savior. We want these truths to be so grounded into their heart and their life so that the days that they come, and maybe the day that they become parents, that they will pass on to the next generation these truths. We make this pledge and this commitment to you today, Father, as we sing these truths out. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org.
or find us on Facebook.